Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Strengths with Eddie Villa. It's so good to be here to be of value to you today. <laughs> I am super pumped about today's episode because, well, to be honest, uh, it'd be nice to just kind of face my distaste for the strength. <laughs> it's not about, uh, and, and by the way, if you have this strength high, it has nothing to do with you at all. This is all about me. Um, I have, I have, um, I have a, this. I cringe, okay? I cringe when I think about the strength that I'm going to be talking about. But to be honest, this episode is for me just as much as it is for you if you have it low. But if you have the strength high, I'm going to help you to use it to go all in. So first off, for those of you that are brand new listeners to the show, welcome. So grateful to have you here. Uh, my show is about helping people love on what is great about them, specifically knowing how to use it. All right, no fluff, no crap. We get right to it in this, in this show. And one of the greatest tools that I've ever come across is this Gallup Strengths Report. And if you're familiar with the company called Gallup, they're a polling company, and they came up with this amazing, this is about 26, 27 years ago, roughly. Don Clifton came up with this great concept. Let's stop talking about weaknesses. And in, in that endeavor, they polled over 2 million people to eventually decide to eventually discover that we've got 34 unique talents and strengths and what's great about this assessment when you take it you find out how you are infinitely unique compared to anybody else on the planet anybody who's ever lived nor ever will live magic right better than anything I've ever seen but what I do and my, my gift my talent the thing that I share every single episode in this show is how to take that assessment Love on who you are and know what to do, the step-by-steps. Um, and I'm grateful to have this opportunity to be able to share this episode with you today. We're going to talk about the context strength, but I don't break down strengths the way other people, there's tons of podcasts out there where they talk about the strengths. To me, I don't want to do that. That's boring. What I would rather do is talk about the reality, the reality of these strengths and how they apply to real people because I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people over the last, just the last six months alone. I've worked with almost a thousand people, I would say. Um, and ultimately what I've learned is what I wanna talk about on the show. So the strength of context, I'm gonna talk about how to value history the way people with high context do. There's something that they do naturally that I'm gonna teach you, for those of you that have this high, I'm going to show you how to take it to another level, okay? And for those of you that have it low, I'm going to help you use your strengths to do what they do naturally. You're going to have to do this consciously because it's not your thing. And I'm speaking to me on this one because, yeah, it's, it's my number 34, no, 32 strength. It's pretty low for me, <laughs> okay? So I tend to cringe when I think about context. Uh, I'm also going to talk about what happens when you don't value this strength if you have it or if you have someone else who has it, how you look at them and how you look at yourself ends up becoming, it pushes you to become inauthentic. Essentially, this message that I love sharing with this show every single week is that when you don't see the value of yourself or others, you show up inauthentically. So this episode is about how to love on the strength, whether you have it or not. Because the last thing you ever want to do is show up in, inauthentically. It doesn't work. You don't get what you want. 
And that's what we're all about, man. That's what we're here for. We're here to be ourselves with everything we do so we can get results and be energized along the way. Right? Bring value to other people and be happy. I mean, what, what else does there have to be? There doesn't have to be anything else. So let's figure out how to keep doing that. The next thing I want to talk, so first off, let's talk about what context is. Okay, what is this strength? And let's understand its value and how to use it, how to go all in with it. And then, for those of you who don't have it, how you can use it. So context, what is context? Context, I'm going to read little descriptions here that Gallup provides and to kind of help us get on track here. So context, people talented in context enjoy thinking about the past. <laughs> It's not me. It's so not me. I do not enjoy thinking about the past. Um, but uh, they understand the present by researching its history. Okay, fine. So here, let's go in a little more in depth on this. Let's really understand this, okay? You know what it's like when you don't like something? And the last thing you want to do is study it, especially if you have learner low. Okay, all right, well, that's, that's where I'm at right now, but I'm going to go ahead and muscle through this because I got to understand it. I got to know it. Now, why do I need to know this? Why do I, who have strength, who have context extremely low, why do I need to know this? Because what happens is when I'm in situations where I feel like who I am is not the right person, okay? If I'm, if I'm in situations where I feel like I'm either too much or not enough, I automatically, subconsciously do things in a way that is inauthentic to who I am. And my low strengths often tend to be a representation of that. So understanding what strengths are that I have that are low is just as important as understanding the high ones because I know how to avoid them, stop using them, try to do something different, which we'll get to today. So context, you look, you look back. I'm going to read the description here. You look back. You look back because that is where the answers lie. You look back to understand the present. From your vantage point, the present is unstable. A confusing clamor of competing voices. <laughs> it is only by casting your mind back to an earlier time, a time when the plans were being drawn up, that the present regains its stability. You know, when I'm reading this, it almost feels like, like for people with high context, there's this desire to find the, the reason why things were created to begin with in order to stay consistent with it, in order to honor it. It's kind of what I feel. The earlier time was a simpler time. <laughs> it was a time, it was a time of, <laughs> sorry, I almost, I almost got it, I almost started joking, sorry, I don't mean to make jokes. Okay, uh, so it was, doo -doo 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 -doo. okay, the earlier time was a simpler time. It was a time of blueprints. As you look back, you begin to see these blueprints emerge. You realize what the initial intentions were. These blueprints or intentions have since become so embellished that they are almost unrecognizable. But now this context themes, now this context theme reveals them again. This understanding brings you confidence. Okay, all right, here we go. So let's, 
Let's look at this real quick. People with high context use the past to find structure or find foundation to feel confident, security. Okay? Totally understand that, right? It makes total sense. No longer disoriented, you make better decisions because you sense the underlying structure. You become a better partner because you understand how your colleagues came to be who they are. Aha. Pretty important. And counterintuitively, you become wiser about the future because you saw its seeds being sown in the past. Faced with new people and new situations, it will take you a little time to orient yourself, but you must give yourself this time. This is a real, by the way, just a separate note. Um, this is one of the many strengths that people who have them tend to beat themselves up over because they feel like it slows them down, but they have to honor it. It feels like they slow them down. There's a couple other strengths that do this too, but because um, when we're in this uh, certain society where things have to be moving forward, fast, 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 go, 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 uh, especially if you're trying to build a business and everybody around you's businesses is moving faster than yours and you feel like there's something wrong with you because yours is not moving that fast, you know, those kinds of things causes a lot of contention, a lot of issues. You start to hate who you are because you're not moving fast enough like the other people. But the truth is that who you are requires that time. Who you are requires that time because you're going to do it right. You're going to do things right. Now, even though context is a thinking strength, which it really is, it's about establishing foundation to make good decisions going forward. And so you're not repeating the folly of the past. You're not screwing it up like someone else once did, which would make you crazy. You got to think about this. If you have context high, you definitely have this fear of being someone who repeats someone else's stupid mistake. And so research and study and loving on history is a joy for you because it prevents those things. Okay, here's the last bit of description. You must discipline yourself to ask the questions and allow the blueprints to emerge. Because no matter what the situation, if you haven't seen the blueprints, you will have less confidence in your decisions. All right, so there you go. What does a context, what does a person with high context love to do? They love to look at the past and they find structure. They find confidence because they've seen it. So you have to think about this right now. If you have context high, understanding what has come before brings certainty. See, I like, I like certainty much better than confidence. So, okay, so context. If you have context high, if you're trying to improve your health, then it obviously would help you to study where food comes from, right? Understanding that what food was many years ago is not the same now. And so supplementation is required because you've understood that the past is, is a, a place for you to understand why, why we have to supplement now. Back in the day, I don't know if you know this or not, but a long time ago, right? How we ate, how, how human beings nourished themselves was through farming. So here's, here's some context for you. How we nourished ourselves was through farming and that farming was not 
It was not in any way, shape, or form built to... The farming back then wasn't for business, right? So nobody was using anything to speed up a harvest. We weren't using chemicals like we do now to speed up harvests. You know, we weren't using chemicals to... I mean, yeah, think about this. Like, I, my neighbor down the street has a plum tree. And it is like, it, it produces the most delicious plums I've ever had. Like, there, there is no comparison to any plum I've ever purchased in a store compared to the plums that come off that tree. And they're two houses away from me. And there are so many plums coming off that tree. Like, they're, they're literally like, please take the plums. There's so many of them. They're going to fall on the ground. And then they just get all moldy and stuff and they just mess up the grass. So, well, actually they probably feed the grass. But anyway, my point in this is that there's so many plums, but here's the thing I noticed, is that the size of these plums are about the four, a fourth of the size of the plums I see in stores, like at Costco and, and, our, gro- and our local grocery store. And that doesn't make any sense. Why is it that every single plum that comes off that tree is literally one-fourth the size of the ones in, in the stores? So if you have high context and you're trying to improve your health, it's important for you to study the history of food and understand that we cannot live the way we want to live without some kind of supplementation. That means multivitamins, nutrients, right, and so on. So that's powerful. And you can feel confident and certain that the decisions you make with your food are better because you've studied the past. You can do the same thing with your belief in yourself. You can do the same thing with relationships and definitely can do the same thing when it comes to business and marketing. You know, especially if you understand history, you understand that business um, ebbs and flows. There's highs and there's lows. You know, there's good times and bad times, right? And so... Studying that in history helps you plan and make decisions going forward so that you can make plans for when the ebbs and flows happen. That's what I do, right? That's what I do at my business, constantly. Uh, one of the things I'm grateful for when it comes to what I do in my business is there's, I've got you know, customers and people and clients that are local in the United States and they're around, around the world. And so that's how I counteract it. Anyway, so understanding that people of high context i think what's where where you're missing is the conscious studying of the past and letting go of of any belief that studying the past is anything but positive for you stop the nonsense of believing that just because you love to talk about the past it doesn't mean you live in the past okay if somebody comes to you and says man you got to stop living in the past that's their crap that's their issue you don't need to worry about that. Just be you. So if you have high context, I'm going to challenge you to study the past with everything you're trying to do. With the intention, with the intention to make good decisions now and forward. If you don't have high context, like me, you have to consciously look for the good. Understand that you cannot make good decisions studying where you failed um this is for me today right i can't look in the past in times where i screwed up and try to find clues on how to improve yeah that doesn't work when you study the past when you study past failures all you learn is why you failed it doesn't teach you on what to do differently so if you have context low like i do 
I, I, I would normally just say don't look at the past at all. But if you could understand why context, people with high context look in the past, there are some things in your past that you can find value in. And it's really simple. You can think about times in your life that you're grateful for because they did happen. Focusing on those things. You have to consciously look for them because if you have context low, chances are it's more, it's easier for you to find things where you screwed up. It's natural to find times where you screwed up versus where you'll now, I'm going to challenge you to consciously look for times in your life for, for that you can be grateful for. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'll challenge you to right now to pick three. Find three. Three things in your past that you are grateful for. And I'm going to challenge you to also find one coincidence, something you had no control over. That was a total coincidence that you benefited from. You and, and the people around you, and people, people you know and love, benefited from. Total coincidences. So if you can consciously look for those things, then you can start to see the value of why context does, high people with high context does this. Because here's the truth is that if you don't choose to love on this strength, if you have it and you don't love on the fact that you have this strength, or if you're engaged or married to or work with somebody who has this strength really high and you don't value it, you will constantly see yourself or that person as, a, as someone who's just a little too slow to move and react to change. Someone who's too closed-minded or lives in the past, like it's some kind of bad thing. So if you have context high and you choose to see this context strength as a, as a problem, that's where you become, you start to become inauthentic. You stop doing things in a way that energizes you and brings value to others. Instead, I'm going to ask you to do the opposite. Consider yourself somebody who has just a, a vast historical reference for everything positive okay everything positive and how things went well you have a massive list of how things and how also how the purpose behind everything it's good to know that you're also a person who learns from the past who gains confidence from the past knows how things came to be and you have the ability to leverage that knowledge. So if you have context high, constantly see yourself this way. When you constantly see yourself this way, you can go all in with who you are, with everything you do. And when you do that, you always, always bring value to other people. Now, <laughs> let me remember, remind you, because it is a strategic thinking strength. Remind you, like what I've talked about with those who have strategic thinking strengths and where they struggle. Where strategic thinkers struggle is they tend to dump information without the permission of the person in front of you. So you have to understand that if you've got this vast, vast historical knowledge that's going to be of value to a person, my suggestion is you ask them if they want it before you dump it on them. In a sales situation, you can use it very strategically to help a person make a purchase knowing that they're going to get your vast knowledge after they make the purchase, not before. Okay? So dangle it. Say, you know what? 
I know where that comes from. And if you want some help with that, I'm your guy or I'm your gal. I know where that came from. I know where that, where the purpose of that was. I know where that was supposed to be for. I know exactly, the, I know the whole history on that. And knowing that history has brought me a lot of value, if you're open, I'll share it with you. If you're open to hearing about it. Right? It's always important for those of you who have a lot of strategic thinking strengths in your top 10, is that you just dangle that information, that value you have. Dangle it. <laughs> Make them want it. Because when they want it, then you can give it to them and they will be so grateful after, okay, after they say they want it. Now, if you're, if you're somebody, if you're just going to do this in a social, social situation, obviously, you know, let the group tell you what, how much they want and how much, how much is enough. But if you're in a sales situation, tell them they don't get it unless they buy. They don't get your knowledge until they buy the product. Because the product is useless without your knowledge. So I hope you got a lot of value from this. I hope you enjoyed this episode because for me, I, I actually reminded me that I am always best when I'm working hard, <laughs> really, consciously trying to focus on, uh, I should say focus on uh, seeing the positive experiences in my past because because it's so natural for me to consciously focus on or to to subconsciously really but it's so easy for me to focus on the negative experiences of my life and I'm never good when I do that which is why I just avoid the past altogether but this episode has helped me remember that there's value in my past there's good and it means that there could be more good tomorrow. And that's what I try to teach in this show. Right? I did a great episode called um, Everything Happens For You. I'm going to encourage you to go listen to that show. And it's another reminder to me that, that my past isn't all painful. There's a lot of good. And when I consciously focus on it, I become more authentic. And I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing today. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next show. Please take a moment and share this show with somebody you know and love, someone you care about, and encourage them to listen. Um, I'm grateful for those of you who listen to the show and have even gone as far as to say to hit the subscribe button and left a five-star rating and review. You, my friend, are a jewel, and I'm grateful for you for doing that. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you on the next episode. This episode is brought to you by LaunchPod Media.